cooking something up with me. Hey, big arm. Hey, sweet baby. <laughs> hey, all our friends. <laughs> you could be Big R and I could be Little Debbie, you know? It's show and tell. Show and tell. Okay, see this? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that looks so good. Whoa. <laughs> I won't tell if you won't. Okay. This is our Flotsam and Jetsam show. Yeah. Welcome to another edition of the Hazel Nuts. Remember, we are definitely nuts, and I think we're rather proud of it. And enter at your own risk. Would you like to have Cooking with the Hazelnuts as a podcast? You can subscribe manually. The URL is http colon slash slash acbradio.org slash hazelnuts.xml. Thank you for listening. All right, now you can do your high. Hey, big R. <laughs> hey, all our friends. <laughs> You could be Big R and I could be Little Debbie, you know? Oh, I, never mind. I, okay, yes, you could. <laughs> <laughs> I love Little Debbies. I have to tell the world, hello world, uh, Big R loves Little Debbies. What are your favorite ones? Well, I kind of am partial to oatmeal cream pies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you remember that commercial, do you? I don't. They said, what is your favorite? And the guy goes, oh, I'm kind of partial to oatmeal cream pies. <laughs> uh, oh, I don't know if I have a favorite. I, and, you know, I just hate to even even mention this, but if, if I'm not being good, if I'm really not caring what I do, I can sit down and eat half a box of oatmeal cream pies from Little <laughs> Debbie's. I can. I just, oh, my God. <laughs> I think there's some, I, you know, we probably shouldn't say this um, in case. I know this isn't true. However, they must have some little drug in there that goes... Eat more. <laughs> well, I've heard that's why they put gluten in so many things to get us to want more, want more. Is that right? I've heard that, mm. you know. Um, they probably do that with sugar, too. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Well, I've been waiting for Debbie to come on and uh, talk with me while we're putting the show together. And yeah. welcome to Cooking with the Hazelnuts. And the reason that I've been waiting is because I wanted to tell her something. Oh, cool. And she's got Good. something to tell me, too. Yes. It's show and tell. Show and tell. Okay, see this? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that looks so cool. <laughs> I won't tell if you won't. <laughs> okay. I have had a bowl of popcorn with flavacol and some cheese, and it was made in the stir-crazy popcorn popper Ooh, that was did found. Did you find yeah. it or get another? Oh, you yeah. found it. Outrageous. You know, everybody's got a catch-all drawer. <laughs> I've got a catch-all room. <laughs> <laughs> well, a big R needs a big oh, enough catch-all, you know? It's just crazy what's in there. It's like, you know, just stuff. And oh, uh, wow. I know I got to get in there and do something about it. But the popcorn popper was. It was there. It was by my. I've got this beautiful oak computer desk that my dad bought me around 1992 when I first got into computers, or 91, I guess it was. And it was kind of behind it, just tucked away, packed in its box. And why it was there, I just. Because I love popcorn, as everybody knows. And I don't know why it was there, but now, it was. In, I'm glad you found it. Me too. Now, Jason and I have stir crazies. Yes. We're both stir crazy, but mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, 
our units are different, so I wonder what yours is like. He has a switch on his, and I don't. I don't either. Okay. I just plug it in. Me too. Secret is when the popcorn is done, and you know when it's done because you don't hear it popping anymore. Right. You just unplug it from the... Unplug it. I unplug mine from the base, and the reason is I don't want that cord trailing off as I'm turning the popcorn machine over and it's dumping into its bowl. That's true. Is that what you do? I actually unplug it from the outlet and then I pull it off the base. I've just always heard that it's better to do that with electrical items. So you're right. Try. But but. I've got a phobia about popcorn poppers because once when I was little, I was like two years old, a two year old uh, little big R. (laughs) (laughs) And I pulled a whole machine on top of me once. (gasps) Oh! And burnt, oh, burnt my hands. Oh, and, gosh. And I, I remember the, the machine had a crank on top instead of on the side. Mm. And oh, it, wow. It was an electric popper, but you still turned it on. And I didn't, you know, I, when you're two years old, what do you know, you know? Yeah. So I was crawling around and just pulled it right on the right well, see, hand. you were experimenting. I mean, you know, oh, that I was like a, early before you got into making cotton candy. <laughs> <laughs> the washing machine. Yes. <laughs> oh yes. I, I got an excuse. I was ten years old at that time, so uh, <laughs> a lot. Oh, well, you had a. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. You know, more levels of experience. Oh yeah. I'm still, you know, experimenting with stuff. Good. Yeah. That's when Larry got the blend tech, and he ended up giving it to me. But when he first brought it home, he said, "I got you something for your experiments." <laughs> Got something for your experiments. <laughs> yes. So this popcorn that you made mm-hmm. was really good, huh? Yeah, it's lady fingers. Now, did you ever? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah, they're they're sweet. I mean, they're they're just cute. Oh yeah, yeah, and and they are a little on the sweeter side. I think I I remember now. You made caramel corn out of it. Yeah. Um, not I did. Caramel yeah. Corn, but uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, kettle. Kettle corn. Yeah. And my machine wasn't messy, but I'll tell you, after I use Flavacol, mm-hmm. wow, yeah. it's definitely messy. Oh, and yeah. does your blade come out? Yes. Yeah, I think mine does too. I didn't think it did, but it does. I think it does come out. Yeah. Um, I, I think I did see that. You just I have first to bear down Jason on the top of it, you know, just, and, yeah. and well, not, you know, not, you know, <laughs> and it will, uh, unscrew and then you just pull the little stir stick out and then you can yeah. get it cleaned yeah but yeah that was exciting now what's the news you have okay for so me? my news that i found i was really excited i was looking at a lot of things about bone broth and i was hoping i was gonna make it yesterday and what i did do instead was i got the turkey pie made <laughs> this is our flotsam and jetsam show yeah. I think you're going to have your guacamole and I'll have hummus. And then we'll see. I know Brian is making duck with glazed carrots and rice and he's up he's up there in his kitchen recording right now. Oh man. Um one of the demos I did, you won't hear it now this time, but in one of the demos I did for the pressure cooker beef stew, I was going, "Come on, Brian, cook with me." <laughs> oh, I love it. That's great. And uh, so, it was really involved. 
Oh, cool. So, so well, what I, I was thinking about Brian, actually, when he was on last week, I, he reminded me of me, you know, he's like, well, let's see if this lid is the first, the right one the first time, you know, and, and when he said he washes hands often when he's cooking, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. But what I found I was very excited about, because first of all, it did talk about cooking the bone broth up to 36 hours. I had told you 24 last week, but I saw 36. And I think it could even go longer because Lynn had told me four days. But that's in a that's in a crock pot on low. But then this one of the women that I was reading said that she loves her instant pot Ooh. so much that she cooks it for two hours. And then, just for the fun of it, she turns it to slow cook for a couple hours. Ah. How about that? That's terrific. Yeah. I don't have a slow cooker built into my pressure cooker, but it would be cool to just, like, pressure cook it and then dump it into a slow cooker. I'd have to go the long way around because I don't have an instant pot. (laughs) Not instant enough. No. That's really a neat thing. So you've been researching more... Yes. Yeah, and I think I really need to make it. I think um, they say they sound like it's really good for a lot of health issues, and and it's nourishing, and you can you can freeze it and then just take some of it and add it, add other things to it to make your soup. Oh man. Oh. One of the biggest things that I have gotten into lately is quinoa. And uh, I just uh-huh. really enjoy it as a side dish. Isn't it more like rice then? Yes. Okay. It has a real earthy flavor. And one of my favorite dishes that I can relate to the audience here is one day I made some breaded pork chops. I got this great breaded pork chop recipe, which I will share mm. um, at some point with you guys, that you actually bake in the oven. It's a uh, – I <laughs> couldn't think of the word. <laughs> <laughs> It's a Parmesan bread, breaded pork chop, and uh, on the side, uh, quinoa was made, and oh my gosh, it was just so, so wonderful. It's one of those, you know, you ever look back and you think back of a meal that you ate at some point in your life? Well, this is one of them, because it was just great. Mm. Oh, wow. And That's- I get... Quinoa from Amazon, our good friend Amazon, and I buy it in the five-pound bags, and that way it lasts for quite a while. I get the pre-rinsed. Pre-rinsed, pre-rinsed. okay. And I still sometimes rinse it because sometimes there's just a little bit of bitter taste, just a little bit, and you can get rid of that. So I don't, I don't rinse it as thoroughly, but still. Well, I have found with the – I got the Wolfgang Puck rice cooker – and oh, yeah. and um, had gotten Jason one for his birthday. We mostly like basmati rice. Oh, yeah. But oh. it has to be soaked. It doesn't cook right in that otherwise. Mm. So I soak it for about 20 minutes and then drain it off, put in new water, and it seems to... It, it tastes great then. Oh, have you ever had that kind of rice? Oh, yes, of course. Oh, I love it. Couscous. I mean, um, oh my gosh, so quinoa. Oh, now, couscous too, I love. Yeah, do mm-hmm. you? Yes. Is it similar to quinoa? Well, quinoa is a grain and couscous is a pasta. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Hmm. Yeah, watch the watch the board light up. No, 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 you're wrong. You're wrong. It's not, but it is. It's a pasta. It's a pasta. <laughs> I thought it was a grain. And I did okay. too until well, a short that. time ago, and it's. And not. then there's bulgur. Isn't so, that the other one? Yeah, bulgur wheat. Yeah, love that yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Hmm. All right. We we good really stuff. have a wide variety of topics here, you guys, and we really love it all. We love to eat. <laughs> we do. That's why we like to cook. And that's why the show is here. And if any of you are brave enough and you want to record a demo, yep. you know, just feel free to do that and let us know. We would just love to have, you know. I mean, it's great. Whatever you'd like to demo cooking-wise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to be careful here. That's yeah, true. <laughs> if you have something that you'd like to knock around the kitchen that you're doing, demoing, that would be Yeah. That would be just fabulous. We'd love it to really would. get it on the show and get your voice out there and so you can you can be heard and and that way we don't have to work as hard. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Because Randy is the co-host of Main Menu, yes, and yes. there's so much editing, and I'm oh way up goodness. to my ears and stuff. So Now, just kind of to let you know uh, what's going on, Debbie and I, and so many people here at ACB, yay, ACB! Yay! We wear many different hats. Yes, we do. And, in uh, fact, I take my hat off to ACB because we wear so many hats. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of contributors and we have a lot of different things that are going on, but man, it takes a lot of teamwork and effort and people and everything. And we all do different jobs. And yes. anytime we can uh, uh, pass the work on to somebody else, that's really great. And yes. it's, you know, it just works. Lighten the load a little, share it. Good teamwork. Yay. Yes. Oh, by the way, my uh, nut butters arrived. I was talking about nut butters oh, on the last. Yeah. So the almond butter. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Uh, let's see. I put it in my smoothies. I've had it on a piece of toast. I've put it on mm-hmm. apple slices, and I've taken a spoon right out of the jar and ate it. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I think you don't like it. <laughs> oh, it's good. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yum, yum, yum. Jason and I were talking about almond butter. It got a bad couple of bad ratings. Uh, it was called Justin's hmm. Almond Butter, and it was so good. Um, one of the ratings said, didn't taste like almonds. Now, how can you take ground-up almonds that are ground into butter and not having it taste like almonds? Like, uh, I don't understand maybe they, that. I bet they want it. Maybe they want amaretto. Now, you have hit upon it because Jason and I were talking about that very same thing. So, uh, thanks for... Uh, bring that to everybody's attention because I think that's what's happening. That they yeah. it was the they wanted amaretto, and that's way a different taste. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, totally yeah. That's hmm. and oh, I want you to also try cashew butter. I have never tried that before. Yeah, and all these butters, I've heard that they're actually better for you than peanut butter. Yep, and coconut butter is good too. Oh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and another thing that I want to try is coconut ice cream. Yes. Oh, yeah. Made with that's very coconut good. milk, not ice cream that's made with coconut flavoring. We're talking about yeah. real coconut milk. Coconut milk. Guys. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. And, it's good. Uh, it is good. I've never had mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Do you ever? Yeah. I, it is good. Do you ever have coconut water? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We just had some last month and, um, 
I uh, I remember it was a really cold day, but I didn't care. I wanted to try it, and I opened a bottle and drank it right down. I love coconut water. Mm-hmm. I used to call I it coconut it milk. Oh, I, I'm oh, sure you did. Did you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I used to. Yeah. I used to but crack it is, coconuts. But it can be sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I think they sweeten it or, or not. Don't Isn't that true? I think so. I've heard, though. I mean, some people say, oh, there's... You know, some of it's better than others, depending on how it's made. But I've heard it's really been good for a lot of people in different circumstances. Really? Yeah. What is it? uh... Well, I guess I thought I heard something like if somebody, um, you know, maybe had lost a lot of blood or something that, you know, I thought I heard something about that, that coconut water was a really almost like life and death thing to to use oh my in some situations mm. but you know then i've heard people say no that's not true so i don't know a lot of people say that about our show it's like uh oh, this is very true <laughs> no it isn't so <laughs> we're kind of controversial here too I guess. <laughs> yeah on oh, that note fun. is there anything else that we can talk to the guys no about? i don't think right now okay. but think this is good stay tuned because we do have a lot of things coming up some people just say that but we really do we got stuff archived and remember barbecue season is coming yeah larry's still talking about doing that and you both yeah you could have a cook-off on the grill or something i gotta figure out some way to heckle him so he uh like he doesn't have enough to do you know oh just just you have all of his contact info. Oh, yeah. Just go ahead, and he'll say, "Yeah, yeah." He'll be excited. <laughs> yeah, I'll just get him. Going oh, yeah, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. guys. Hey, Debbie. Hey, Randy. This is Jane from Los Angeles here to share a resource with you. It's a website that is fully accessible. And it's a website that I just adore, that I look at every day. It's primarily for (laughs) interesting food. They have so much healthy snacks. The website is called nuts.com, N-U-T-S dot C-O-M. And when you go there, you can search for just about anything. They have a lot of gluten-free products. So if you are indeed gluten-free, you could shop. I can't get off of it. <laughs> it's it's that much fun and I've I want to order some products from them. They have healthy snacks and other non-healthy snacks. It's a family-owned business. Thought I'd share that with you and talk to you soon. Okay, I think that I talked about hummus before. And, and I think I even talked through about how I make it, but today I'm going to make it, and I thought I would demo. So, let's see if I can find everything. I think that, yes, the garbanzo beans are left out here. Very good. Okay. Sometimes I cook my beans from scratch, which I love to do. I think they taste even better. Uh, they are chickpeas or um, garbanzo beans, or chichi beans, and I've also heard of people making hummus with other beans, like uh, black beans or lentils. I'm looking for 
pen opener. Here it is. And, <clears throat> but today I'm using some easy, plain old, I don't even know what brand these are, canned garbanzos. And so normally when I open anything canned, I drain the liquid off. But what I do with these is I pour the liquid into another container and save it because I end up using some of it. And the neat thing about hummus, um, it is a Middle Eastern, um, I believe, Syrian kind of um, dish, and you can do so much with it. You can um, you can make sandwiches with it. You can use it instead of mayo. You can blend it with other things. Uh, you can um, use it on salad. And uh, you can put it on crackers. You can um, put it on bread. Um, I like it with either a really good crusty bread or um, rice crackers, or what I'm going to do today that I really enjoy is um, with uh, Doritos with a hint of lime. Oh, and actually, hmm, one of these days, one of these days, I'm going to make my own tortilla chips. Randy has done it, and if Randy can do it, the big all, then I can do it. So I'm taking out some parsley, and um, I'm taking out, what is this? A little something, a bag that has nothing in it, and I see a little piece of an avocado there I'm throwing out. Um, I <clears throat> I'm taking out parsley and some cilantro and some scallions and hmm, let's see how the cilantro looks and some dill and some basil. And I will probably add, along with that liquid, oh, I'll definitely add some garlic. And I used to add a lot more, more, more garlic. I don't seem to be able to handle garlic quite as well as I used to, but I still have to have some. Okay, so I'm opening this basil, and I'm just going to put, well, you know, you can kind of go by feel, um, but I'm probably putting, I don't know, uh, a teaspoon and a half, roughly. And, oh, the other thing that makes hummus really, really nice is cumin. Some call it cumin, some call it cumin, some call it, um, yeah, cumin, cumin. I'm putting some dill in here. Why not? Why not? Oh, and with Laura's fish, I love that she made uh, on hazelnuts 
in in that show where she did her poached fish. I'm doing probably about oh gosh, I don't know, maybe another. Oh, we got a dripping faucet here. Teaspoon and a half or so of of uh, fresh dill, maybe a little more, maybe a couple of teaspoons. And we have one of these trash cans that when you come near it, the lid comes up on its own. Yeah? Where are you? There it goes. <laughs> uh, but I love dill. I love dill in lots and lots of things. Okay, I'm taking some of this cilantro that I have here and just taking some of these leaves. Oh. Yum. People either seem to like cilantro or they don't. I have a friend who feels like cilantro tastes like soap. Um, I, I guess I get what she means, um, but I haven't eaten a lot of soap to know. <laughs> but, oh, yum, yum. All right, so, well, I think that's good. All right. And then while I'm over here on this bag, I'm going to take some of this parsley. I don't usually put all this in hummus, but I feel like it, so I am. And I probably have about a tablespoon of parsley. Parsley is one of those things that most people don't know what to do with it when it's on their plate in a restaurant. They think it's just there for decoration, and in many cases it is. In many cases, it's not always... As fresh but parsley actually is very good for us if you eat it it helps to cleanse the palate and it's very good for us the chlorophyll in it is, is just very good for us and I actually my nutritionist friend used to tell people oh a scallion I'm gonna put a scallion in here our, our um, my nutritionist friend used to say that um, she used to encourage people to make a parsley tea and, and, to, and to drink it. Okay, so with the scallion, there is the hard little edge that has the best part of it, but at the very tip of it is this little bit of root that feels sort of hairy, and I'm cutting it off and... I'm also going to rinse this scallion because it has not been. Shake it off. And then I am going to put it... You know, it's funny because this, this scallion, will because they're green, it will turn my hummus green. And I had one person one year, he was just sure that this was guacamole dip. But I've not ever put an avocado in... I bet it would be good, but I haven't done it yet. Now, let's see. I wonder if I can find the cumin and the garlic. <clears throat> I know that we had X number of other jars of garlic, but I don't know if I know where they are. Hmm. No, not that. 
No, not that. Let's see. Uh, let's see. I don't know. Oh, what is this? Oh, I found one of garlic. I did find one. And so, I'm taking out a good size oh, tablespoon. And, oh, can you smell it? Mmm, yum, yum, yum. Okay, there goes a healthy dose of garlic. Oh, yes. It is garlicking good now. <laughs> if you don't like garlic, well, I would have to greatly modify things. Now, I'm wondering where the cumin might be. Um, this is the... I can't wait till... I ordered that barcode scanner, that Galaxy... That um, ID Mate Galaxy, and I am very much looking forward to it. Yeah, I found it. Because there are many times that I have sniffed cayenne pepper, and then I've been sneezing. And, you know, wow. So now, cumin, I am putting... Oh, I'm finishing this up. It's probably, I don't think it's quite two tablespoons. And that's usually what I use. So, and actually, while I'm make, thinking about making this hummus, I'm thinking about how I should get those trash bins out. The recycling and the trash bins out. Because tomorrow is the day, and if I do it, it's easier than it is for Miss Des. So, let's see. I'm going to dump some of this water from the can in, but not all of it. I can always dump more if I need it, and I may since I added all of these greens. So now I'm just going to put the top on, and I love this blend tech, and then I'm just going to pulse. And this is pretty good. I'm going to pulse again. I don't think I'm going to have to add the rest of the water. Mm-hmm. Um, what is that? That looks like, I don't know what that is. Is that... It looks like a seed or something. I don't know what it came out of. You know what? Um, the other thing I want to add is just a tad of lemon juice. Oh, and some lemon juice and some Himalayan salt. Okay. Lemon juice. Oh yes, lemon tree, very pretty, and the lemon flower is sweet. But the fruit of the poor lemon is impossible to eat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's see. 
just a little bit. Lemon juice is good in so many things. Um, it is, I like lemon, I like lemon in water to drink. It's very alkaline and very good for us. And um, many of us are too, too acidic. Stress makes us more acidic. Aches and pains are a symbol, are a symbol, symptom of, of too much acid. And so being more alkaline, and we get that from our green and leafy vegetables. And we get that from um, adding things like and drinking cranberry juice. And there are some things that turn to alkaline even though they seem acidic, like lemon and grapefruit. Okay, I think we're good now. I'm tasting. Mm. Mm. Wow. Perfecto mundo. Mm. On the first, the first try. Oh, okay. So now, I'm going to pour it into a container, and I'm looking for just what it will be. I think it'll be this one. You see this container sitting out here. It's waiting for me. It says, take me, take me, use me. Okay. So I'm going to do just that. Pouring, pouring, pouring. It is pourable, but I do have to reach in and help it, help it along. Oh, but it's perfect. It's creamy. And I knew one person who made hummus with a couple of pastry blenders, and he did not like it totally uh, in this texture of creamy. He liked it creamy and piecey. So that is always an option. All right. Mm. I am still... Yum, yum, yum. And now, what I'm going to do is I'm getting out the lime chips, Doritos with a hint of lime. that I have to tease you, you know that I have to let you know how good this is. I'm scooping in, and here goes. Mm. Yum. Mm-mm-mm. And the lime just adds to it. Mm. The hint of lime just, oh, it's such a good contrast. And all the other herbs and spices in there. So there you have it. Homemade hummus.
Now it's time for Soundbite. Bite. 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 <laughs> Hello. Today's Soundbite. Bite. Bite. Have you ever filled up a measuring cup full of peanut butter and you just can't get it out? Ugh, don't you just hate that? There's a way to deal with that. Just add a little bit of oil to your fingers and rub on the inner surface of the measuring cup. Fill that up with peanut butter and you can slide that peanut butter right out when you take it out with a spoon. It comes out beautifully and instantly. Here's something else to add. Add a little cooking spray to your measuring cup as well. And that's today's soundbite. Bite, bite, bite. That's not only the OptiGrill beef to say that food is cooking, it's also just a little something to get your attention because we need to let you know that we now have a new phone number for voicemail. The new number is 641-715-3900. That's 641-715-3900. The passcode 412-728-POUND. That's 412-728-POUND. Thank you for listening. We look forward to hearing from you. How would you like to submit a recipe to us? Just tell us the recipe you'd like to submit on Twitter at ACB Hazelnuts. That's A-C-B Hazelnuts. H-A-Z-E-L-N-U-T-S. Do you have a suggestion for the show? Just tweet us. Oh gosh, man after my own heart. Give me that, Randy. Ah, today we're going to make guacamole in the big kitchen. That's right, just make me hungry. So we're going to start from scratch. I'm walking into the kitchen right now. This is truly, truly, truly starting from scratch. And I just happen to know that my avocados are behind the toaster. Sitting right behind here. And I hope they're still good. Yes, they are indeed just perfect. Okay, there's one. I'm going to use two because that's how many I have. If I had four, I'd make them two. There's several rules of thumb with guacamole and that you use the avocados when they're a little firm but on the ripe side and you do that by squeezing them just a little tiny teeny little bit not any pressure but you can tell if they're soft or hard and I am going to tell you a couple of different methods of uh, peeling the avocado you can just take a knife and cut it in half and take a point of the knife and plunge it into the seed and pull the knife right straight out. These are a little soft, so what I'm going to do is just peel the avocado like you would peel an orange. And that's take a fingernail and start at the very top end, which has a little bevel in it. it they're shaped like a pear, sort of. And you just start at that the pointy end and you just peel it all the way around. Because if I try and cut it in half, they're probably going to be too soft. i got to go get some kind of a dish to put this into. Dish. Watch out for that counter, Big R. Oh, that hurt. All right, I have a little square dish. Um, it's a lock and lock, kind of a bowl-like thing. And we are going to. The thing that I like to do is grab some ingredients right away, such as the lime. We want some limes. Or lemons and I have one of the squeeze bottles yes I do have a squeeze bottle sometimes but I prefer fresh but this time we have squeeze bottle of 
lime and I'm going to grab that first. You want to put a little lime in the bowl or over the avocado so they don't turn brown. You figure well, what's the point of it? Well, some people if they uh, they don't like the way um, avocados look when they're a little brown. Taste-wise, well, it doesn't really matter, but sometimes they get a little avocado uh, can get a little mushy if you don't add the lime. Come on, Bigar, finish your sentence. Use limes or lemons. Way to go, thank you. Okay, I'm going to take the lime and I'm going to squeeze a little in here. There we go. I'll put it back in the fridge. By the way, we just adore guacamole in this household. Do we not? I love it. Oh, boy. All right, what I'm going to do is um, I'm going to take a paper towel and I'm going to set it on the counter. And I'm going to take the avocados and put them on the paper towel and then just start to peel them. I'm going to be real careful. Okay, here's your onions. Thank you. Alright, now I'm starting at the small end and I'm peeling and they, they peel just like a kind of like an orange. Yeah, that's, this is really a ripe one. It's, it's almost too ripe and you've got to be really careful because boy they can get moldy on you really fast. It's It feels a consistency of, of a nice ripe avocado. I, I all, That's all I can do to stop from just eating it. I just love avocados. So we're just peeling. What we use is just a little pinch of garlic or you can use garlic cloves too. You've got to be real careful because some people like a little garlic, some people don't. And I, I just love different variations of guacamole. There, avocado went into the dish. And I'm scraping out the shell with my fingernail just to make sure I get every morsel. Then I'm going to take the other avocado and peel it. Thank you. Okay. There's onion in here, as you know. Garlic. Either you salt or not. I don't like salt in mine. Now after I'm done, and after I have them both in, I take my fingers, that have been washed of course, and split the avocado and take out the pits. Remember I told you that when they're harder you don't have to do that. You can just take a knife and put it in the center of the seed and pull it straight out. These are a little too ripe to do that. I like them a little less ripe than this, but you have to use what you can. I'm scooping this out of the shell and then when that's done I'll get these pits out of there. I also have an avocado knife which is a curved knife. It goes all the way around and I've got an avocado masher which is like a potato masher. And uh, I use that occasionally but um, what I'll do is just mix this all up with a fork. I use the flat side of a fork and just mash it all together. And you can use uh, fairly light strokes and you can either mash it 
or you can um, mash it a little easier and have more of a chunky style whichever you prefer okay I've got the pits out now I'm going to fold up my paper towel that's got the pits and the peels and I'm going to throw it all away I just wad it all up and throw it into the trash and that will ensure that you have a nice clean work, working surface washing off my hands Shall we add some, um, some salsa? salsa? Do we have any? Do you know? Yeah, that's it. Okay. And do you want green chilies or no? No. You can add green chilies to this or not, and we're not going to today. But I like to add salsa to my guacamole. And again, you oh, you don't have to, but you can. Another thing I like to add is just a little tiny splash of olive oil which I will get now and when I mean a splash I mean like um, maybe a quarter teaspoon and I'm very little bit avocados are normally oily but I think olive oil just a touch all right now cap this up I saw this on the cooking network adding just a little bit of olive oil to your guacamole. Some people add sour cream. I don't. I try to keep it as light as I can. Olive oil went back. And rinse off my hands here. You can put guacamole on anything. Chips and cheese. Tacos, I absolutely adore them on a chicken hard shell corn taco. Oh. Alright, so now I'm going to take a fork. Put it so that the tines are flat side down. And I will just mash this. it how about a bite some salsa. Mm. Okay, now we're going to open the salsa. Okay, that's done. Now I'll just take a fork and mix this all up. Guacamole is done. All we do now is just take a little sample off the fork and see how it is. <laughs> Very good. take the cover and put the uh, 
finished product into the fridge, or you could eat it right away, but we don't have the chips and cheese done yet. Now, I'm not going to show you how to make chips and cheese. You just put chips and cheese, put your chips on the tray, and your cheese on top of that. But Brian already showed you guys how to make chips and cheese. And uh, Brian never gave me a bite of his chips and cheese, and so I'm not going to give him any of my guacamole. Well, see you later, everybody. <laughs> Take care. Hello, good morning. Well, it may not be morning where you are now, but it's good morning here. And I am making popovers. Now, if you have never had them, you are missing something really good. I'm preheating my oven to 425. Popovers are just a really fun way to get that taste of bread and crusty kind of bread. They are whatever the shape is of the container that you use. I'm using a large muffin tin and they rise up and they're hollow. And so you can fill them, well, I like to fill them with butter and I guess people have filled them with different things, so. And it tastes a lot like if you've ever had Yorkshire pudding with roast beef. It's made with the drippings and oh, is it delicious. And since I am also making bacon and eggs for breakfast, um, I'm making these. So what I'm doing is I'm spraying uh, these cups. I usually just get out some butter, but what I've got is I've got a large muffin tin and I am spraying the cups that, well, they're, they're larger muffin cups, so that means these are going to be very large popovers. And um, I'm spraying them and I'm taking my fingers and making sure that the whole inside of each tin is covered and it's just it's six in this and I'm curious if the recipe because these are so so big I bet I'm gonna get three unless I unless I double it which is kind of tempting but I don't know hmm. um, so it's a very easy recipe it just calls for one cup of flour, one cup of milk, and I'm going to use almond milk for the first time. I've, I've not used that making these either, but I'm going to do that. Two eggs and a half a teaspoon of salt. And I'm going to... I'm so tempted since I'm going to this work to, um, to double this. I think I will. Now... Um, the other thing that I remember someone adding years ago is a little bit of sugar, and I think that I will accomplish this by using a packet of stevia, which I like. Now, some people use that, some people use xylitol. Now I'm getting into my, my gluten-free flour, my jewels flour here, and since I'm doubling it, I'm now doing two cups of flour. I have a feeling these are going to um, 
people are going to want to. <laughs> because I think... Okay. I'm filling up this two-cup cup with my... With a little scoop. It doesn't say I have to sift it. I'm not. This flour doesn't feel lumpy or anything. And I'm just going to bring it to the top. Some of the popover recipes say to start at 425 and then 20 minutes later to bring the temperature down to 350. I have not done this and I've never felt I needed to. I've got all my flour. I'm just dumping it into the blend tech. Uh, and the other real cool hint, this could be a sound bite, I'll tell you what. I'm getting four eggs. The sound bite could be a big uh, wonderful secret I have found is to preheat the muffin cups before I fill them. Preheat them in the oven for just a moment, you know, a minute or so, and then take them out and then fill them. They come out a whole lot more easily. Okay, so now I'm going to Wrap my eggs in here. Okay, I'm taking my eggshells over here. And I need to get my salt, my Himalayan said Now, it would be a whole teaspoon since I doubled. It would be a half if I just go the way the recipe is, but since I doubled it, and where's the Himalayan salt? I'm looking. Oh, man. Oh, things get moved. Things get moved. Oh, do they ever. So I'm over here putting it on the blend tech. And I'm going to get one packet of stevia here, which is equivalent to two teaspoons. The oven is preheated. So, I'm going to take my pan, a muffin, muffin pan, and I'm going to put it in the oven. And I'm actually going to get out a cookie sheet so that just in case anything overflows or spills when, um, when it's in the oven, it will, the pan is in the oven and the top's going on the blend tech. And I'm turning it on and I'm just going to pulse it. And I'm going to pulse it once more. And I'm going to reach in and see if it feels, yep, it feels very well blended. Good deal. All right. And I think now that these cups have heated long enough, so I am going to remove them. Now, I have that pan on my cookie sheet. I'm going to give this one more little
pulse as I did. I'm taking the top off, putting it in the sink. And it, because of the way that it's shaped, has an interesting spout in the corner. So I'm just bringing it right to each tin. Now they are hot. And I'm only going to fill it about, hopefully, about three-fourths full. It may, boy, they get full fast. I mean, there's two. It's easy to pour, and I'm just lightly touching the pan. I am opening the oven, and I'm going to put this on the rack. And I hope, usually, yeah, it's in the middle. It's in the middle of the oven. Closing the door. It is supposed to cook for 45 minutes. A few comments. First of all, I know I talk very softly when I'm making demos. And the main reason is because usually someone is sleeping. In the room that I work on, the Windows computer is right off of their bedroom. So I think uh, Brian and I can, uh, you know, we should have a kitchen and a library. <laughs> so... Uh, a couple of observations. Randy was curious as to why popovers sometimes don't rise. And so I looked up some things. They said one main reason is for using cooking spray to grease the cups. Now this time I did and they still rose. They said don't use imitation eggs. They said use all-purpose flour. They said to have the batter at room temperature. Well, I didn't. And they didn't mention about preheating the cups, but I used to find that when I didn't, they would stick like crazy, even if I had greased them. I really am not sure why else they would fall, but these rose beautifully. However, I did not like the gluten-free flour, and I probably won't use it again unless I see some other hint from jewels or something. I went and found somebody else's comments and it was the same recipe, just using that flour. So I've made these many times with all-purpose flour and they're great. They're light. I used to put my whole face in them as a kid <laughs> to get the butter, but it's a wonderful way of enjoying something that's nice and big and at the same time, because it's hollow, you're really not eating as much. With the gluten-free, I felt even though they rose well, they were dense and in and they were crusty on the outside, but on the inside, they were too moist. I just did not like the consistency. They really did rise up and um, and they're just absolutely beautiful when they do. So happy popover making and eating. Ooh, look at the time. We got a boogie on out of here. See you next week. Thanks for being with us. <laughs>